0: Welcome to episode 70 of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Kaysen, founder of Find Me in Seattle. I am joined every week by my co-host, Nick Hughes, who is the creator, owner, founder of a startup called Founders Live. Nick is currently traveling around the world, meeting startups and entrepreneurs and telling their stories and hosting events for startups to Present their ideas to a live audience. And this week, Nick is in Buenos Aires. So we're actually back on a similar timeline uh, previous when he was in Africa and Europe. And so this week, we're talking a little bit about Founders Live and how it was hosted in Spanish. It was the first time Nick had seen his event in a different language. We're also reviewing the announcement and the debut of the new Tesla truck. And we talk about the founders of Google stepping down uh, from their day-to-day activities. So thank you very much for listening to episode 70 of the show. And uh, please let us know what you thought. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review, tweet, Facebook, founderslive.com. Anywhere that's good for you is good for us. Please enjoy the show. Hey, Nick, you there?
1: Connor, what's up? Yes, no problems this time. Good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, from uh deep south, man. I'm in the deep South America. <laughs> deep South America. Um, yeah, for
0: ev- everyone here that's listening to the show, we uh, are recording this on Monday because on Friday I was having some technical issues and we couldn't seem to get my text messages out. And then it sounded like you got all my text messages at once.
1: Yeah, late, like uh, probably two or three hours after we normally would have done it. Yeah. So wh- where were you, man?
0: Uh, I was outside of Las Vegas. Ah. <laughs> so I was in Las Vegas for the weekend, but I got in Thursday night and we were staying at a friend's house. And yeah, I, mean, we were at, I was out at a cafe, ready to do the call. I didn't have great service. I wasn't on Wi-Fi, so I was trying to stream it on LTE, but it was so weird cuz and I thought when you texted me, it, so you have the same number in South America as you did when you were in Africa?
1: No, um what's the, so I well, I have a new SIM card and I got okay. I've got a SIM SIM card here. Uh, and it's a it's an argentina number i'm I'm in buenos aires argentina and um but dude to be to be really honest with you i'm just not wasting enough brain cells to like think about what because we're we're able to text because of iMessage
0: and, oh all right
1: and so it doesn't really matter it's the device to the device and so it doesn't really matter what number i have but uh yeah i just i'm kind of at that like Dude, I've switched SIM cards numerous times now, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm kind of ready to get back to the US for that, just to, so I could get my pre my previous number back going. I'm sure I've got a backlog of texts that people are like, "Why are you not texting me back?" Well, it's because I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, when uh, because I was trying to send the invite
0: to this number. Just assuming that it was this, or is it this? I don't even know if it was the same number. My, Because I could have swore on Friday when we were texting, I saw a number that I didn't. But then when I opened up my messages today to call you right now, uh, I see the entire thread of conversation that we've had, like all yeah. the anchor messages. Because I think it's, <laughs> and,
1: um, it, it's it's attached to, basically, iMessage is, it doesn't necessarily, you can have multiple numbers. Let's just say that. Like I think okay. that that's what's going on. So, Yeah. But, um, Hey man, I'm like, I'm sitting out. It's, it's warm today. It was probably about 85, maybe 90 degrees. Um, Fahrenheit. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's
0: uh it's summer there right now.
1: Oh yeah. It's just getting summer. Like people are like, Oh yeah, it's going to get hot. <laughs> I'm like, all wow. right. Wow.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. It's like freezing here. Yeah. And so you had founders live last Friday oh. or was Friday before?
1: Um, uh, just actually last Wednesday, so, um, Wednesday, not, not okay. a, a, almost a week ago, but dude, I, so I, I, you know, I land here in, um, in Argentina and yeah, it's, it's Spanish, man. It's straight up Spanish. And, um, so then I landed like last Tuesday night, got settled and our event was Wednesday and, um, pretty cool location. It's, it's like this innovation hub. It's like sponsored by uh, Facebook. So Facebook, you know, put some money, I guess, towards this space. And um, it's more of an event space than that. It's not necessary as much as a co-working space. It's more just like dedicated for these type of experiences. But, dude, I go there and, I mean, it's it's all Spanish. I mean, (laughs) and very few people, like some people could speak some English, but the whole Founders Live event was in Spanish. I did not know what was being said. Oh, wow. It was crazy, man, and it was um, it was half difficult and like I was kind of like, oh man, this kind of sucks. And then half of it, I was like very shocked and just kind of like, whoa, man, this is really crazy that you know, founders' Live is in a, in a different language and people are, you know, I would hear this in founders' life <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. But um, you know, I my Spanish is not good, so I pick up very little of it. And, uh, but it was great. And then when I went up and spoke, like, I just basically was like, uh, un, you know, un poquito español. <laughs> so uh, everyone laughed. And so I actually just, I spoke in English, like, fairly slow. And I think most people could understand uh, most of what I said. And then, but, you know, they can't, very few people could speak it very fluently. And so yeah. I would just you know, when I met some when I when I met someone and they just started speaking English, I was like, Oh sweet. You know <laughs> But um it was And so very, they, they didn't
0: they didn't even yeah. translate it, right? There wasn't like someone no, that could say no, what you were saying.
1: No, and you know, I think you know, I don't know if I would have done it differently because the event flows so nicely, like you can't just like pause and have any sort of um you know, translation. So it's just it is what it is and you know, I, I trust that everything that was said was, uh, on, on par and, and good. And I, I'm sure it was so, um, but talk, talk about a very interesting experience of just being, and, and it won't be the last for sure, just in, in an environment that I do not know the language. And, you know, now that I'm, you know, so navigating the city, you know, I'm now, you know, going from even the cities in Africa, I mean, most of the language was, was English and, um, you know, you, for sure they're at least fluent. Uh, most of them, if not all of them, but here it's, it's difficult to, on a daily basis to navigate, to even try to order food, you know, just like everything is, is very, very challenging.
0: Yeah. And so, and so this is the first time you've really had that in this entire year that you've been gone
1: now. Yeah. Being in an environment that is not predominantly, or at least main language English. So uh, definitely a experience of, you know, reality and, okay, you know, like this is real world and, you know, you just pick things up every day and you kind of figure out the basic stuff and understand how to, you know, sometimes you look at them and you're like, I have no idea. You just like, no say, you know, and they're just like, God dang it, stupid American, (laughs) (laughs) damn American, you know, but uh, anyway.
0: Yeah. There's not much you can do about it, but that is so cool to see your brand and your event spoken in a language that you don't speak. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a, gotta be a, a big moment for you just to experience that and to see how far it's come to being in a place where it's evolved so much where you don't even understand it anymore is, uh, gotta be pretty rewarding for you just to know that it's like, wow, look how far it's come. And, and, show also kind of how much it's out of your hands now, right? Yeah. Like it, it grows to this point around the world where the city leaders are really leading the way and there's things that you can't really do um, to control like where it goes because of the language barrier. Mm-hmm. It's,
1: you know, both, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome and it's scary at the same time. So
0: Yeah. Um, but I mean mi- thousands, if not millions of companies have scaled in, away where they've gone to countries where they don't speak the language and they've figured out how to do business and grow and get things done kind of all over the world you think about all these global companies uh that you know you think about some of these franchises the starbucks and the mcdonald's of the world who are in right 150 countries which a lot some of those countries have multiple languages within themselves and obviously those are giant conglomerations but uh, kind of shows, like, the difficulty of going to those places. Uh, it's not the same as going to Canada or going to London. No. Not at all, man. So how yeah. long are you there for?
1: <clears throat> I'm here uh, until the 20th, so another week and a half. And then, yeah, I, I fly back to Seattle.
0: Back in Seattle? And then how long <clears throat> are you going to be here for? Do you have a plan from there?
1: I do, yeah. I, I'll be in – Uh, The Seattle area, most of January, and then, um, you know, hitting the road again and looking like Portland's going to be the next first stop. Oh, great. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I didn't hit Portland last year, so.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And there's a lot going on there as well. And and you you guys have a pretty good uh, Founders Life community there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, working on working on this next year's tour and, uh, I definitely will, I'm going to stay on the road, um, possibly have, uh, some, some film crew with us. So, you know, I think I'm just working on next year right now and what it's going to look like and, you know, possibly what, what could happen. And, um, you know, there's some things that need to come into place before the end of the year or early next year to make that happen. But, uh, yeah, working on it. That's so exciting. So exciting. Yeah. So,
0: so outside of Founders Live, I had some topics that uh, to kind of go into the traditional catching up style show that we've kind of gotten away from a little bit. There's some things that happened in the news that I wanted to hear from you. Uh, and first is the Tesla truck. Uh, uh, this was now two weeks ago. Elon Musk physically debuted the truck, got a bunch of influencers and media people to cover it. They got to go in the truck. I know Elon Musk this weekend was actually spotted out in Santa Monica driving the truck. Um, He went to out at night or he went to some party and he drove around in it. Uh, And in the first 72 hours of the debut of the truck, they got over 200,000 deposits on the truck, which to put a deposit to put yourself in line. It was only like a, a hundred or a couple hundred bucks to save your spot. So yeah, the commitment to get in line actually wasn't that big. So that is not to say that they sold 200,000 trucks in 72 hours. Uh, I think the commitment was really low and you imagine there's some people in there who just did it to do it. Some other people who are like, Oh, maybe I can like flip the truck or I can sell my position in line. Um, But yeah, there wasn't a huge barrier to get in. So I can't imagine all those people are going to get a truck, but Nick, like what was what was your impression of this new crazy looking vehicle that <clears> they're coming out with?
1: Well, man, I just give I give Tesla and Elon so much credit for um you know, he, he I do not want to use the comparison of, you know, Steve Jobs in, in this direction, but just creating um, you know, early interest and, and ha having it be so You know as a showman and you know it's like it's something that dude i mean i'm not into it but it's very scientific or or i mean it's very sci-fi i guess uh and it's it's exactly the truck that you would imagine if it was like designed you know even as like a cartoon you know like um but i think it's i don't know i i'm curious of the final product that hits the road and how different than the concept car um, but I give them a lot of credit for, you know, creating this attention and, you know, part of, part of why they do this type of stuff is to really just show that forward momentum. It's just like, look, you know, whether this does actually make it to the road, which I, I would think it will. I, I, I don't think it's not. Um, but that, you know, some of this is to like put towards the market and investors like, see, we not only are still the best. But we have everything in line for the future. And, um, you know, like, we're putting out very interesting new um, electric, fully electric um, trucks and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I just give them a lot of credit for pushing that out and and actually being creative, man. Like, that's very imaginative and creative. Um, And I I actually thought the the window thing was pretty funny. And I, I actually, I think that that's just, like, it's actually pretty sweet that, like, that, that stuff happens. And they were, like – you know, he's, like, throw it at the window. And he throws it, and it totally breaks. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for uh, those who haven't seen it yet, it's pretty much, like, shatterproof glass. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they throw a hammer at it. And it doesn't shatter the whole thing, but it clearly, like, breaks the window.
1: Uh, Dude, and it's just, like, if you watch it where Elon's, like, right after that he's, – just he's, like, thrown off for, like – about 30 seconds, he really is, like, trying to keep it together and doesn't really know what to say. But, I mean, in the end, you're just like, talk about the ultimate backfire.
0: Yeah, um, and that's kind of the risk of, <laughs> of doing those live events. I mean, we've seen it so many times with Apple and other ones. Like, there's just uh, – uh, you you don't know everything that's going to happen, and most likely it's not going to go perfectly. And uh, it, it was a good thing that was it because, it, yeah, it could have been way worse things that could happen to your car than like the window, right? That's something that people see and they know it's a prototype and it's like, that can be fixed pretty easily.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I just, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm a Tesla fan from a, um, I I just, I think the products are amazing. The the cars are very impressive. I don't own one. I'm, you know, at some point I probably will, but uh, I'm fascinated with just the way that, you know, there's not a lot of people in this world that can do what Musk does, or even Tesla as a company. And and you know, I take that in terms of watching certain people and how they operate. I, I take that as lessons. So I'm I'm impressed, man. Certainly, uh, yeah,
0: it's very. I mean, to get two hundred thousand deposits, there's not even close to another car company getting that much excitement about any of their vehicles and but when i first saw it i thought i still think it's absolutely horrendous looking it is it It is it looks like uh i can't remember what that movie was called with ben affleck where they uh have to go fly onto the media it's gonna armageddon right so in the movie armageddon yeah they have to fly land on this meteor that's supposed to hit earth and like drill into it and blow it up and split the rock and they have these like crazy buggies like uh comet rovers and it looks a lot like that it just has these like really sharp hard angles which aren't common And, and right now cars are so curved even the tesla model x is very curved and i can't And whatever the SUV is called is very curved. So this truck, I thought it was just going to look so much more like the SUV. And it really doesn't. And I thought it was genius. I had a conversation uh, with a friend about when the Toyota Prius came out, how much heat there was from the Prius and how ugly the Prius looked, right? Because it had this like curved front end and then this like straight down back end with a, a strong like ninety degree edge and yeah. I, I still think the Prius is, is not a super attractive car, but now I would I would assume the Prius is the most common car out on the road in modern American cities at least. Um and so when you think about that it's like yeah it's that's what innovation is all about. Is usually the first time it comes out it is this like shock of how but I'm not sure that Tesla, if Tesla would have come out and their truck looked like the Ford F one fifty, if they could have it would have had the same hype. I think it needs like that in order for them to take that momentum and to be innovative or at least look innovative. For sure. And have something else out there that people could uh uh, at least talk about whether they're excited or not. Well, excited I mean, about it. It, it seems like a lot of people, that's are the
1: lesson. The lesson is I say this all the time is like, how are you different? And you know, if you bring out a product, whether it's a software product or a car, and if you look exactly like every other thing in the market, that's competitive to you, that's not the right place to, to sit in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that's, this what I'm saying is like, I think Musk and Tesla at least are like, Hey, look, we're going to, we're, we're always gonna be different. We might not be as, you know, it, what's you're right. Like what's interesting is this is kind of a right-hand turn from the, all their other cars are actually really beautiful. And I think they are very well designed. And I think with this one, they're like, we're going to go outside a little bit and see what happens. And yeah, they're different. And that's why they're getting the, like the attention and, you know, even the broken window that I think honestly, like I knew there was something going on, but I clicked on something on Twitter because I was like, ah, you know, and so now how many other people, because of the whole window breaking, is aware and knows? I mean, that's branding right there. So, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah it really
0: is branding, right? And it sticks out. And when that car's on the street, I'm not sure when it's actually supposed to debut publicly. Uh, but, yeah, you're, you're going to know – it looks giant. It does. Right? Like, I complain about trucks driving around here in Seattle all the time because I used to own a truck here in Seattle, and and I had to get rid of it. A, I wasn't hauling enough stuff around, but it was just so wide that in Seattle's narrow city streets, it just wasn't I, – I didn't feel – uh, very safe in it. And this truck looks ginormous. So in LA that there's going to be a billion of them. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious to see how big they actually are in real life. Totally. So the other topic that I saw was uh the original founders of Google, which were now the president and CEO of Alphabet, Larry Page and Sergey, Sergey Brin. Uh, announced that they're stepping down from their day-to-day roles and only going to be board members. There is a caveat here, they're remaining 51% um voting rights on the board. So pretty much all the decisions come down to they them saying yes or no. But they promoted uh Sundar Pichai, who was Google CEO, now is Alphabet CEO. Uh and Nick, I'm just curious, like, do you think this is going to change anything? This is an impact. Why do you think this happened right now? Uh, I feel like, you know, it's the, one of the world's biggest companies. Over the last 20 years, they've kind of come from nowhere and become this juggernaut. And so them stepping down,
1: you know, what do you read into that? Well, I, look, I mean, they're I, I guess on the surface, I I think it's kind of natural at at some point in time founders would be ready to move on i mean these guys you know both in you know some of the wealthiest people in the world they've actually been checked out for a number of years and working on a lot of the other big bets and moonshots um so this is it seems like it's more of a formality than anything but um i you know i personally read this more from a founder standpoint is like hey look i'm you know, I'm kind of ready for another phase of my life. You know, I'm sure that that's what they're both saying. Um, but it is an interesting time frame. where, so I read something the other day where it was like saying, um, weird enough timing that given the scrutiny that big tech is having now, it basically is shielding those guys, like both uh, Larry and Sergey, pretty much shielding them and the one that's going to be really responsible is Sudar, like this new CEO that has to sit in front of Congress and all that crap. And, you know, he's the one that's got to answer all these questions. And, you know, the the people that really created it uh, really are shielded. Like they could not talk at all and not have – they're not going to be too much of the media in their face because of there's someone leading the entire company. And you talk to the CEO – Um, so I think that that's an interesting timing and, you know, like it was kind of a interesting take where they're saying like, Oh, they're just stepping away and, you know, shielding themselves from any of the scrutiny. Well, I'm not sure if that's exactly their motivation, but, uh, Hey man, when you make, you know, tens of billions of dollars and you're kind of ready to create the next phase of your life, I don't blame them at all. Yeah. I don't blame them at all.
0: You, You bring up a good point about them. Uh, th- this might help them kind of get out of the spotlight, especially with all of the Congress-related hearings that are going to continue to be going on between Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and yeah. and, and figuring out how all these platforms are, to, to put it harshly, going to be policed – moving forward and how they're going to be held a little bit more accountable. Yeah. It's a tough position for Sundar to be put in front of, but I assume that's kind of, he knows that going into this, right. Google's already in this like hot water situation and they're getting called on. So I, it, it could have even been that they thought he was better prepared to handle that. And, and maybe this change is going to, be then trying to make a more of a corporate pivot into not being this forefront, like innovative company, and more, you know, trying to become one of the big one hundred uh, or Fortune one hundreds that move uh, move the needle a lot in the world, but obviously aren't in the public eye and don't have some of the public criticism that these new tech companies are taking.
1: Yeah, I think looking out five years what in five years i'll be curious to see what the structure what has changed with the structure of google uh, given that um it's interesting that all the other companies and bets that they have aren't really making any significant impact in their uh, revenue and will that change and it you know it I'm very interested in this just from you know the, the the possible directions of where founders live is going and and even like you know I, I find alphabet a very intriguing but weird like it, it's like they started as google and then they created this holding company and then they have all these other products and services and and thing and businesses and yet billions and billions and billions and dollars of investment. And at this point in time, nothing has emerged. You know, you Google Home, maybe. Um, there's some other thing, you know, even YouTube, for that matter, is not a, pro- a, a revenue, if not a profit generating uh, machine yet. And, you know, where will those sit in five years is the question. And will it look the same or do they actually more realign again as Google versus Alphabet? Um, very very much like I'm paying attention and I'm interested as a, as a businessman. And now that, you know, we're, you know, Google and I, Google and founders live are partners and, you know, we appreciate everything that they do and and likewise. And, you know, I think that it's an interesting road ahead of, I just pay attention to where they're going because of where we're going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then when it comes down to it, coming back to the original point was that they still own all of the voting rights. So all yeah. the major decisions are still going to come down to these these two guys having a lot of the control. So um, it, it will be interesting to see in five, maybe even ten years, where they go. In ten ten years is a crazy thought because they're only twenty years old. So where they've gone in twenty years, uh, things can change real quickly in a five to ten year window. Uh, well, dude, which, it's just which so could crazy. Be they're not even a
1: company at that point. It's so crazy too because. Um, Larry and Sergey are just kind of mid forties, uh, mid to late forties, and that just fascinates me, man. Like, yeah, they're um, young guys; they're young, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll just see. Hope, hey, maybe there's a whole other career and a whole other uh, business or two that those guys create that uh, could actually be equally as big. We'll see. Yeah, you you would think so, right? It's it's
0: got to be hard to step down for that, no matter how much money you have. It's hard to not kind of be addicted to creating something and building teams and, uh, trying to create new products. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, that can, unless you have any other topics that, uh, come to the top of your mind.
1: No, I just want to say, um, you know, uh, thanks for, thanks for listening everyone. And, uh, thanks Connor. And man, like I'm, I'm really starting to hit a reflection period and um it was literally like like I was talking to my mom a a couple or I was actually messaging her or something but I was like you know literally and this this now it's been more than a year but it was like last week I was like a year ago right now I just jumped on a bus down to Portland and I had no idea what was next and what direction I was going to go from like you know essentially where was I going to live and what was going to happen and i- i I literally ride a bus back and on uh, pretty much going down to Portland and coming back I determined this this world tour and I'm now a year uh through it and holy crap man so
0: yeah it's pretty it's, it's pretty amazing to
1: be here it's, at the yeah. end of the year and
0: you kind of come a full circle and being at yeah, being in another country seeing founders live in a different language uh, not yeah it's, it was uh, it was like a year ago we were sitting in the coffee shop and you're like, I'm going to do
1: this thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And dude, like I'm kind of like, you know, it's been 12 months. I'm, I am not fresh, you know, like I'm, I'm I'm just trying to figure out, yeah, I'm going to come back to Seattle, like kind of re- just get a little bit of recovery. Um, I'll definitely be hitting it again uh, next year and um, not as much. So like, I think it's going to be six, seven or eight months and, uh i've got a more focus on that but um yeah it's like you know 52 miles like there's days where I, I mean i woke up or like i mean there's days where like i'm here in buenos aires and i just dude one day i it was friday night no thursday night thursday night i i literally like came back i was like here and i was like i'm gonna take a siesta like i'm gonna I got done during the day and I was gonna sleep from like, you know, five thirty to like or six thirty maybe till eight and then go out. Dude, I, I literally woke up at like four thirty in the morning. I was oh, like wow. Oh my god. And it was like that's just like an example of like there's your body is it's just time to like I need to sleep, I need to recover, I don't even care. And I like woke up it was like four thirty, five o'clock, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I I I was mad because I like slept through or i just like i was gonna kind of hang out go meet up with some people and i totally just like slept the whole night (laughs) (laughs)
0: hey but sometimes your body just that's your body telling you that you needed
1: it yeah yeah so it's all good man
0: awesome well uh we will have episode 71 recorded uh on friday and i look forward to talking to you then
1: all right man see ya Peace. peace